You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Fem Fam. Are you guys loving our guests so far? Because we've been recording them in batch. I just want to let you guys know we have been hard at it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hard um, at work as always. But like, we're just really excited that we've found so many amazing guests this season. Like, uh, we're already full up for the season. So like, how cool is that? Like, we haven't even started releasing yet for the season. Like, we're excited. We hope you're excited. And we are always open for more guests, of course, for the upcoming seasons. So don't forget, if you have somebody in mind, please let us know. And super special shout out to Sockbox Studios for always sending us really cool guests, too. And yeah. today, our guest was sent to us from Ken Lee from Michael Weissy Productions. And if you recall, we've had a couple of other guests from him as well. But today's guest, Judith Weston, wrote the book Directing Actors. And she comes from an actor background, and then she became a teacher and really concentrates on the connection between actors and directors, which is so important that the two understand each other and what Mm -hmm. the other needs from the other. Um, And her book just like goes into such detail of breaking it all down. Like it, so many things I haven't even thought of, you know, questions to ask an actor as a director and and things to think about when you're analyzing a script. (laughs) And like, it's just, it really, it's awesome. And it's, it's, it's such a good textbook, I guess I would say. And which is funny because apparently colleges have adopted it as textbooks for their film school classes. So like, that's pretty cool because that was not the intention when she wrote it, you know? So it just goes to show you that it really, it creates well, the subtitle is Creating Memorable Performances for Film and Television. So it does just that. <laughs> and um, in during the pandemic, she worked hard and released recently a new edition. It is the 25th anniversary edition from when she first wrote Directing Actors. So it's up to date, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I, we just love... Um, the examples she uses, there's so many examples, there's so many tools, but I love that it's supported with like relevant examples that we understand and, and how to like work through pandemic times. And, you know, we're all still doing zoom. So I just love her positivity and, and the, and how to make, you know, everyone feel so comfortable. I just love, like, she really instills comfort and, and allows both parties, everyone to do the good work, you know? So really feel like this um, edition is 
super, super relevant for today, um, for all, for actors, writers, even. She has a whole script analysis chapter Mm -hmm. and directors. She's a legend. She's like a legend, (laughs) y'all. So we are just so honored to have her on our show. (laughs) And, um... You guys need to listen to this episode. Listen and, and the read book. the book. <laughs> Go read the book. It's on Amazon. Okay, bye. Thank you for agreeing to come on because we know our community, if they haven't heard of you, they should. And okay. and if um and if anything, they can learn some some tools today to just be a better director and how to work with actors. Okay. Um, Tess and I come from the actor space first. So that's like, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that has helped us in, in the creation of our projects and the way we work. Yeah. Great. I'm really excited to talk about your book. I was excited to read it as well. Um, I, we both come from an actor background. Uh, Carolina does directing now. I kind of steer away from that, but I really appreciate directors that know how to work with actors and actors that know how to work with directors. So because of that, I've been learning as much about directing as I can because I just think that's such an important relationship and they the two should definitely understand each other. So I love that that's, yeah, that that's what your book is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. And, yeah. and um, I mean, the book is intended for actors as well. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're working with a director who who doesn't know very much about how actors work, you have to do a lot of translating of the mm-hmm. things that they say. Mm-hmm. You have to translate it into, into uh, um, something that you can use, something that you can connect to and mm-hmm. um, commit to. But, but I, I, that, I mean, I taught for many, many years. I've only just the last few years have not had a studio. I had a, my own studio for... Oh gosh, I don't know, 30 years, I guess. And yeah. um, wow, uh, you know, taught classes for actors and taught classes for directors. And then I also mm-hmm. taught classes for actors and directors. Because I, I I think the most important thing is for people to practice, you know, and to work with each other and demystify each other. So yeah. that was a big part of what my studio was about, was um, having directors and actors um together and able mm-hmm. to communicate and practice communicating with each other. So um yeah and now I don't I don't have my studio anymore. I let go of my studio about five years ago and I do um you know Zoom consultations with directors to help them prepare. And then I, I rewrote the book. I had written a book in 1996 called mm-hmm. Directing Actors and um, it turned out to become successful. And then uh, in 2009, so successful that it was like a mandatory read for film schools. Yeah. So yeah. Amazon bestseller, you know, <laughs> just just that. No, I, I know. I, 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 I have to tell you just a funny story is that when I first discovered that they were using it in film schools, I sort of panicked. I thought, you know, <laughs> Is this being, yeah. am, am I being adopted by the establishment? I, I, I'd always intended this, I'd always intended this, you know, the things that I was saying to be, to be uh, um, outside the box, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, to, to helping people, giving people tools to think outside the box and, 
and not just do what, uh, not just follow conventional wisdom. But mm -hmm. um, so, I, so I was worried. And then I was worried if about a whole, you know, like a generation of young film students who are reading my book because they were told they had to. And yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can anyway, see why that would, yeah. But, but whatever, I, I want to get the ideas out there. That's how, and it's wonderful. You know, it's, it's wonderful to, to have, have people Absolutely. who, who are, are now more conversant with these ideas. But, but actually my ideas have changed quite a bit in uh, 25 mm -hmm. years. You know, I, I think they were more advanced, more, more complex, more deep. And so uh, when my publisher suggested this uh, 25th, anniversary edition I was very excited and I and then of course you know it was pandemic so I worked really really hard I had nothing else to do so <laughs> yeah and that's so no, it's like I was just going to say that's so important too that you did rewrite it in like this current time yeah. you know because it does include things about you know like quarantine life filming and you know how, yeah. how do you work around that because you know, regardless, even if we totally get rid of COVID in the next like two years, you know, it we're still life is different. This is it a is. new normal, it you is. know, so all of these things are going to be something that filmmakers have to think about in the future. So I think that's really great that just the timing of that, you know, worked out. That and the positive influence you have over adapting to those changes, I think is really awesome like really like you can still connect it's weird it's not the same but you can still connect with your actors over zoom and um yeah I wanted to definitely get into that because yeah. I love that that's something you include and you know don't shy away or you know speak down on like oh you know this is nothing like you know how it needs to be yeah. xyz you know, you really, you know, give tools in that space too. Well, I, I, I'm very excited that I had the opportunity to do that. I mean, if my deadline had been six months earlier or something, I wouldn't have uh, been able to in, in, include that. Uh, yeah. Gotta love a deadline, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, uh, yeah, and, and but I, but what you're describing, this a negativity about it, is exactly what I felt in the beginning. You know, and I, I when the, at the beginning of the pandemic, when people were saying, oh, you know, nobody's going to be allowed, uh, you know, the, not even the directors are going to be allowed to be in the same room with the actors. And I thought, oh, no, that's going to be nothing can work if that's yeah. going to be like that. Totally. Um, and then but but I just finally I said, well, it's got to work. We have to find a way to work. And and um, and it turns out that Zoom is really helpful for that. It's, it's really more helpful than we thought it was going to be. It's, it's a very, as, as a tool for directing actors, it's, it's, it's great. Um, it's much better than Skype, you know, and I used to use <laughs> yeah. Skype. I used to do consultations on Skype because I had uh, clients all over the world. But, but, um, uh, but anyway, you know, the thing... I don't know, your listeners don't realize that we can see each other. We're, we're, we're looking at each yeah. other, but, but there's three of us. So where our eyelines are all, you know, all over the place. But, right. Mine are like stacked. But, <laughs> so it's really um, weird. But if you're in a one-on-one yeah. -on -one Zoom, you can pin the other yes. person and they pin you. And then it feel, it's very, very close to feeling like you're in the same room, you know, because yeah. you can keep the eye contact. And, and you can have a very intimate conversation with your actors, you know, say, 
uh, say after you've passed them to find out their ideas and to talk, you know, to, to talk about things, to find out what problems there could be and, and to make that connection. And, and, uh, you know, as I kind of say, like little, maybe over, over and over in the book, listen more than you talk, you know, for, for the, for the directors, I'm always telling yeah. the directors, listen more than you talk. And, um, uh, and, and it can be very, and it's, it's so much easier to set up, you know, because when you're trying to set up an in-person meeting in the before times, it yeah. could be, you know, you had so many middlemen, you had agents and, and assistants and all those people to get through to, right. uh, you know, to make, and, and so many of those meetings would fall through, right? And it's much easier to set up a Zoom meeting and, and more likely to happen. And, 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 and that's a big a uh, big thing is is for you know directors and actors to have more contact with each other. I'm, I, that's a big big thing that I'm always on about. Is yeah. um, you know uh, sometimes people come to me for consultations and they want to me to help them get ready so they're not going to make any mistakes when they finally get to the set and meet the actors <laughs> for the first time. And you know I have to well, I can't really do that. You know I can't make any yeah. mistake proof and. And and you, you, there's no substitute for um, for doing it, you know, for interacting with people and try. So I, I'm always telling directors they should take an acting class. Um, they should meet actors. They should start. Um, they should start uh, shooting little scenes with them um, and, yeah. and practice rehearsing. You know, like like uh, learn how to rehearse and. And there aren't that many mm. places that are teaching directors how to rehearse, to, to be yeah. very honest. I mean, I used to do that, but my studio is closed. There are some others, but not a lot. And, um, but if in the absence of somebody to teach it to you, you teach it, you've got to teach yourself. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's probably a lot of focus on the production and the cinematography and your shot list. And then when it comes to like actors, like, yeah, I would say even the school that I went to, like, I wasn't in the film program, but I don't think I ever like heard about classes where they're being taught to <laughs> right. like rehearse. Well, and how does that look yeah. like? Well, the yeah. thing is, there's no one way. So, you know, that, that, that's, you know, the excuse that some people give for not teaching a class, like <laughs> there is no one way, but, but you, you have to, I mean, I taught myself how to teach, you know, I mean, mm. I've had teachers, so I mm. watched them, but I, I, but I wasn't, I didn't really learn until I, until I started doing it and making mistakes and sort of saying, oh, well, I'm not going to do that again, you know, that, yeah. and um, so it's, it's really uh, I, 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 I try to put out in the rehearsal chapter in the new version of directing actors, I, mm-hmm. I try to lay out a way that um, an individual director without access to a film school or, or a private teacher who can, can uh, teach directing. And the private teachers who can teach directing are really only in New York and Los Angeles. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure maybe it's maybe Atlanta. I don't know, but, but um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, so if you don't have access to that um, or the money, then you you can make it. And I, I really try to give people step by step way to do yeah. that. To um, yeah, you know, to start with uh, you know a one page scene with one actor, and then do a two page scene with two actors, and and um, uh, and anyway, there there there's 
find your own like rhythm yeah. and groove. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the biggest takeaways like you you put this so beautifully is that you have like so many you know I, I would say different tools that you can use when you direct, but event, ultimately you're it's not something you have to use all of them at all no, times. And like right. you. You know, because that, that it, it, guys, this book, there is so much information, so much tea, so many like amazing ways to, to get your message across or like, you know, ask questions and verbs and metaphors and like so many different takes on achieving the same goal. And so I just love that you, at the end of it, it's like, don't feel overwhelmed. Like, yeah. You will, you know, and so, so starting and just trying out different ways of communicating, I think, eventually allows you to find the dialogue that is like, suits you. And I love to like, I'm, I'm a list person, like, <laughs> I love lists, I love Excel sheets, I love organization. So like, the appendixes or appendices, I guess, um, at the end, like the lists of, you know, uh, longer list group by emotional categories, what I just happened to turn to. And there's um, a verb list, script analysis list of topics, like everything that you talk about throughout all of the chapters, you actually break down, like here is examples of all of it. And I, you mentioned more than once, like this isn't all of it either. This is like just a really good list that I have, but you know, there's more <laughs> beyond this. So it's just so helpful for beginner directors that are like oh this all makes sense to me this is exactly how I want to direct amazing but now I have to think of all these ways to to talk to actors and things (laughs) to say like this is so helpful to get somebody started especially if they've never done it before and this is something brand new they're learning yeah yes yeah and and you know and then to ask the you know if you just go back to this thing about if you don't have a teacher enlist the actors to help you learn yeah. Ask the actor. Yes. Ask the actor, how am my, I doing? You know, uh, did, did, am I be, did I make myself clear? Did I yeah. give you enough room to make it your own? Those are. I wrote, I wrote a note that I loved that you said, and I was like, this is, this is so great. Cause I'm a person sans ego for everyone. <laughs> like let's not have an ego attached. Yeah. And, and especially I think just giving yourself that permission, like I don't know everything is good and is okay. And so you said something, don't feel, you said this, don't feel obligated to answer an actor's question. You don't know the answer to a good question is better than a bullshit answer. <laughs> I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You, you, and you picked I, out my favorite soundbite. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Cause it just gives you the permission to not feel like you have to be the Lord savior on high of knowing the entire script and like characters and giving that room for nuance to happen between what the actor like feels about something and giving them permission to be a part of the film's, you know, story. It allows for collaboration. Yeah. That's what I'm going. Exactly. For. Yeah. But I, I don't mean by that, the, the actor, the director should not be prepared. Director. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> directors really must be prepared. That's why and the whole script analysis chapter and everything before it, you know, describing the tools of script analysis and and how to how to get farther into your script. I, an interesting yeah. thing. One of my clients the other day, very accomplished director, a lot of credits, and then I, uh, but but that I, she hadn't read this book, but then she read this book, and and then afterwards she said. 
you know what a, she said what I loved what she loved about it was that it reminded her to ask more questions mm. of the to ask questions of the script you know instead of yeah. just saying instead of just taking verbatim what the script says you know like the character says I love yeah. you and then you your analysis of that scene is that character A loves character B that that you know there's a lot of reasons people say I love you they Sometimes yeah. they sometimes their purpose in saying I love you is to get the other person to say it back. You know that's different from if they mm. if they say if the, what's underneath the I love you is an apology that I've never said this before. You, you know that the, there's the, yeah. the, the, you you need to interrogate the script, uh, ask the yeah. script questions. Why why does this person say this? And 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 of course you need to not take you need to take with some questions of the stage directions if the you know if the stage direction says uh, she uh, she can't stand to look at him anymore I don't know you just want to say why you know yeah to, to yeah. at least ask why what's behind that to to keep uh, uh, to keep looking beneath anyway so so to prepare with with a kind of a getting underneath the skin of the script and with the goal, my idea of what a prepared director is, is somebody who, who knows how to recognize and articulate emotion, uh, emotional event. That's, that's a term that I have coined. I don't really hear other people using it, but, yeah. but I haven't found another one that I like as well. Um, I, I heard somebody say that some teachers or some directors call it like a fulcrum that, that a scene has a fulcrum but to me that sounds abstract and 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 to, yeah. what I have in mind you know something has to happen in the scene and it has to be emotional not just plot not just exposition yeah uh, I agree so um yeah so so that's that's the it and and uh, for a, a director to have a, a sense of that to be able to ask for that you know to mm -hmm. say uh, I love, you know, to be able to say, I love what you're doing, but I want to, what I want to see in this scene is uh, not an argument, but a coming to grips with, mm. with the problems in your, with your character's relationship, right? Those are two different yeah. things. They, they could sound, they could have the same words on the paper. Yeah. You have the same dialogue on the paper. And uh, right. but it, it, and it could come across as an argument, or it could come across as two people grappling with the problems in their in their emotional history. So and those yeah. are two different emotional events. And and um, when directors are able to uh, are see their ideas in those terms, instead of just saying "don't yell so much" or yell a little more. dial it down yeah. dial it down or <laughs> yell a little more you know or something like that 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 it can be it's it's just it just sticks more it sticks with the actor more yeah no matter how they've trained i think you know i i, I really endeavor to find language that's ordinary language that's not jargon mm -hmm. so that anybody can hear it yeah and going back a little bit to sure. um talking about you know how 
the same thing on the page could mean or could be so many different things because of, you know, the subtext and the emotional event that you connect to it. Um, Just an example of that. um, I take, I was taking a class similar to your approach of directing called the actor's director. It was taught by Cheryl Lee and Gary Hirschberger and um, they did a kind of workshop form. So it wasn't really ongoing, but the idea was to connect actors and directors and to get them to understand each other. So one of the exercises they would do is just have a neutral scene that it's back and forth lines with like, you know, why are you here? Well, you asked me here. You like just that has no emotion attached to it, you know, could be anything. And having the director like in layers attach emotions and then have two other people do it and have that director add, you know, and then you see how different it can Mm be. Yeah. Um, just a perfect example. And listeners, if there's any of you out there that are like, you know, getting some people together to practice some stuff, that's a great exercise to to do it on too. Um, but yeah, just, just to illustrate that as an example. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then going back to what you just said too, um, how you word things to, to, um, to, to make the other person really understand what it is that you want to convey, you know, because yeah, just yell less or whatever that's not specific and it doesn't explain why and it doesn't you know sure I can turn down the literal volume of what I'm saying but why because if it's coming from a place of oh I'm being quiet because it's going to ring a lot more true yeah I I always like to put in a caveat though you know there are very experienced actors who really don't want to engage with on the level of interpretation with their director. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest about that. You know, that, that, uh, they're, um, they, they, you know, actors come to the set prepared. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they don't come in a blank slate. They, they come prepared. And, um, usually I, I, I have found sometimes this, that if a director starts talking to them with all these ideas right away before the actor tries it their first time, a lot of times the actors just don't even hear it because mm-hmm. they have their preparation they have what they want to want to uh want to you know what they've worked oh, yeah for, you know and it's really helpful for a director to see that first before mm-hmm. you start talking about the the choices you know to uh because who knows maybe they will have done it exactly the way you had in mind and yeah you know what but but um yeah and then if you do want something different you might be it's better to build on what the actors have brought than than to say now let me show you what I how I see it mm-hmm, you know yeah and 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 it's it is true that a great deal of the work of directing actors is done in casting so mm-hmm. you know you you have to trust your your casting and tr- you know trust uh, and, and look and look for what the actor has brought to it and and then and, and, and I really think, you know, the, the title of the book is Directing Actors, but, but it's really, I, I really come to feel that what directors should do is direct the scene more than direct the actors. That, you know, make the scene work, make sure it has an emotional event, make sure it has a beginning, middle and end, make sure that something happens mm-hmm. and that, that something that happens leads to something that happens either in the next scene or in a later scene. And, yeah. and, and that's, uh, you know, uh, and a lot of those script anal- my script analysis tools are mm. meant to help you uh, with your shot list, literally, 
you know that that uh, you yeah know, if you know the what there is to be shot you know what are the events of the scene the the, the turning point is another word i suppose for emotional event you know the turning points and mm -hmm. um uh then you know those are the things that are to be shot and then you right you shoot what leads up to them and what happens afterwards but that's uh anyway that it, it it is different because i do think that a lot of directors have in mind uh, especially inexperienced ones have in mind you know what they think the character is going to look like and sound like mm -hmm. and so the tools that i have are meant to help you translate that into uh you know the the events that are underneath and ask ask for them yeah 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 can you explain to our listeners maybe what how to avoid directing an emotional roadmap versus like the emotional event itself yeah. and you know because I feel like I I loved that definition in the book because I was like oh yeah like I'm focused on that how do you avoid you know dipping into yeah. that it's really practice I mean you really uh well, well I, I, when I was doing this rewrite, <laughs> I thought, oh man, that's going to be everybody's question. You know, what is really the difference? Because in the very first chapter where I'm going through um, result direction to be avoided, and one of them is what I call the emotional map. Let's say, you know, uh, he gets upset when she does, when she's late, and then she uh, feels hurt. And then, you know, and it, it's kind of a list, a laundry list of the emotional, um, emotions that, that the, that the characters go through in the scene. And, um, you know, and it, it starts to have a kind of a connect the dots kind of feel to it. And, um, yeah. And what is the difference between that, which I think is not so helpful versus emotional event, you know, uh, she lies to him and then he retaliates by, uh, by insulting her. Those are emotional events that, uh, and what, and what is, the, and most of the time they include a verb. Most of the time they, you know, she lies, he retaliates. Uh, uh, right. And, and, and also they, they, they try to avoid the word realize. <laughs> then, then she realizes <laughs> that that he has been cheating on her you know but um yeah. it, 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 sometimes just taking the word realize out you know because it's it's uh it intellectualizes the emotion the 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 events of our our life and you know in real yeah. life i don't know this is getting a bit esoteric i hope this isn't getting too esoteric but, <laughs> no no but, it makes but sense. No. in real life we realize almost nothing until months later, years later, mm, yeah. you know? So when we do something, we're responding, we're reacting. We're not very, very rarely thinking things through. And um, yeah. And in fact, if in real life, somebody like somebody hurts you and you're trying to think about your response, what you've done is shut down. Mm -hmm. Right. You're That's not your response. Realizing your response, in the moment. Your response is to shut really. down. Yeah. So, so I, it, it's, it's to try to uh, shift people into this more dynamic realm 
-hmm. something happens and then it causes some it's it's on the simplest level what's the exchange like the clear exchange on the simplest level the concept of emotional event has to do with the concept of cause and effect yeah yeah i love that's actually yeah that's well like clearly simply put um because i think it's it's a hard i think thing to constantly I know I shouldn't say it's hard when you realize what that is it makes so much sense of the scene and where it's going and I can tell like the direction of it it's like you know this is how a is going is affecting b and what is happening between them the cause like you said the cause and the effect in that way that just like puts it so much in simpler terms and I think that's like what could really help mm-hmm. um Help like understand that roadmap because that that chapter I was like okay huh how do yeah I was trying to digest that because it's 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 a bit complex hardest, like when you're thinking it's the hardest about part of it yeah yeah in a way too it's also the culmination of you know coming from if listeners if you've taken acting lessons then you probably know about like objective and super objective versus like tactics you know and it's yeah. it's always like the teachers want you to use, you know, active verbs, like you are threatening so-and-so and, and, you know, like, and the more kind of active you can get with it and direct, like it helps you and it's, and it's less just, oh, well, she, she, like you said, realizes like, you know, you have a real um, specificity to it. So this is kind of like, combining all of those actor works into the director's version. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. So that's what it's all based on. I mean, I was an actor. Yeah. I started out as an actor. Yeah. You know, a lot, many years ago, I started out yeah. as an actor. And, uh, yeah. and that, you know, that, and that was, I'm started with my teacher up in San Francisco or Berkeley, actually, Jean Shelton mm-hmm. and, and her, what's your objective? What's your objective? Uh, over and over until you know sick of hearing it right but um <laughs> and it turns out that's that's the engine for people's emotional life is what they need yeah what they want mm. what they need they 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 need they need help but you know the the other the, the other important thing about that is somebody needs help but a lot of times they do the wrong thing to get it mm-hmm. they need help but they start they start demanding it Right. And yeah. In real life, that's not so helpful, right? But but it, in dramatic terms, it's very helpful for making a scene. Yeah. Is <laughs> if somebody wants help and they say, "Damn it," you know, and then and then the other person push, pushes away from them, and then you've got you know you've got drama. It's those those series of events, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody pushes pushes somebody. The other person pushes back. Sanford Meisner called it the pinch ouch. Somebody pinches, mm. the other one goes ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I think that kind of goes on. I could go on this other, like, um, other road of of not judging, yes. like, your characters. Yeah. Um, the example of you just saying, like, asking for help, it's you an actor could be quick to say, oh, well, my character would never ask for help, you know, but maybe they are in what they are saying, even if it's harsh or mean, like maybe that's a cry for help. And that is how they're asking for help. (laughs) So I love that. Opposites, of course, opposites are very powerful. 
Very powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that you, I, another like thing you said that I loved was like everyone flirts <laughs> or like, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. no, no, my character, like everyone. And that does, that can look different for everybody, but that doesn't mean your character doesn't. It's like, you know, I love, I love the examples like that. Right. Yeah. That you were giving. Yeah. It was really cute. Right, right, I was right, like, right. yes. <laughs> and also from a like a, a purely just reader not even like filmmaker actor anything um just the enjoyment of reading your book I have to mention with examples like that like it definitely kept it fun and light and like because it's a lot of information to absorb for sure I mean it's it it technically is a textbook now <laughs> but you know but it, it's it's still fun to read and it's it doesn't feel like it is just lists you know and it explains the examples in a way that I think everybody can understand and relate to so just wanted to mention that because I as a reader really appreciate that I think a lot oh, of people will oh thanks yeah thank you yeah this season, FemRegard Podcast is sponsored in part by Celtix, the all-in-one solution for script writing and video production planning. And fam, we've been using them for all our projects. Celtix has been providing valuable script writing and pre-production tools for creators for 20 years, and their cloud-based studio just keeps getting better and better. One recent addition we love is the multi-column AV script editor. This script format combines traditional script writing with storyboarding and shot planning for a visual-driven script writing experience. With this unique script template, you can script write, storyboard, and create shot lists in the same document, easily prepare professional, presentation-ready documents for your team and clients, and work collaboratively. With real-time collaborative script editing, secure sharing links, revision tracking, and comments features. And... Celtics's multi-column AV script editor is completely connected to all tools in the Celtic studio for faster and easier to manage pre-production workflow. Head to Celtics.com, that's C-E-L-T-X.com, to create your free two-project Celtics account and to learn more about Celtics's multi-column AV script editor. When you sign up, you'll get unlimited access to Celtics's full suite of tools for your first seven days. Celtics, the all-in-one solution for script writing and video production planning. Tessa, I'm seriously digging Jambox. The fam needs to hear about their extensive music and sound effect library. I agree. Not only do they have a huge library created by Hollywood-level composers, but you can search through it all based on criteria like genre and mood. Plus... They even have detailed stems you can use to create your own soundtracks from the elements they provide. You can literally be your own composer. 6,000 unique tracks and tens of thousands of stems, plus over 10,000 sound effects. Carolina, that's amazing. Oh, it gets better. They even gave us a discount code for our listeners. 10% off with Fem10. Connecting filmmakers with ridiculously good music and sound effects. Go and visit jambox.io and start leveling up your sound production. Exactly. Again, that's code FEM, F-E-M-M-E, 10 at jambox.io. Yeah. And you use like relevant actors in films, mm -hmm. like in the Secrets chapter, the Parasite, and the little things uh you know the little treasures in there or um 
just I, I loved I loved those examples or, you know, what Meryl Streep's done. Like we are able to we were familiar with like, you know, those works and it's it's just nice. <laughs> it's like, ooh, because I loved Parasite. So I'm like, oh now I want to go back and see what that green what was it, green rock? The landscape or? rock. I, I mean I I of course I read everything. I, I loved Parasite so much I read everything I could find about yeah. it. And so I learned what that was. It's called a landscape rock. You know, it, okay. it has oh. to do with um I don't know. It's a landscape accent, I guess. But, but uh, of course, in the movie, it was something bigger than that. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, I, I was like, oh, that's intriguing. And so he, yeah, didn't tell his actors, mm. um, yeah. like what it was, like what the meaning behind it really was, or you know, yeah. it's just like, I guess in that chapter, I thought that was interesting too. That uh, directors can have their secrets, and so can actors, like from each other. And sure. like, is that also just that kind of trust? Does that happen to like over time or how you like one ends up working? Because I could see that as a new director to want to overshare almost everything, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. But I love the idea of secrets. I think that's, that's like the element of surprise and mystery that can, you know, work together. Well, you know, I, I really think you, it's, you need to have a a conversation with any actor you work with ahead of time, you know, before you start rehearsals, even one-on-one with nobody overhearing and, and say, um, I want to make a deal with you. I want to make an agreement with you. I want you to be free to tell me anything. You can tell me anything you want. And specifically, if I'm, if you think oversharing is a problem for, you know, specifically if I'm oversharing, if I'm talking too much, I really want you to feel free to tell me. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, or, or if you have any complaint about anything that I do mm-hmm. or that anybody on the set does, I want you to feel free to come to me and tell me. But here's what I ask. I ask you to tell only me. Mm-hmm. I ask you to tell me privately. This is so important. I think I have this idea that, you know, directors, especially young directors, have heard, you know, horror stories of actors melting down on the set and starting to scream at the director or somebody else. Now, this happens very rarely, I got to tell you, very, very rarely. But, you know, the stories, when it does happen, they're big stories and everybody talks about it and and, yeah. and uh, directors, young directors get very frightened of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're, they're so frightened, you know, they become so frightened, so frightened that that might happen, that they, mm-hmm. that they become sort of shut down. And that's much more dangerous than the likelihood that an actor is going to melt down on you, because that's very rare. Yeah. Most actors are just such sweethearts, you know? Most actors yeah. really, really want to help. They really want to... They, I mean, they want to be good in the in the project, and so they want everything about the project to succeed. Yeah, and and, um, and they want to have a director. They want to uh, please the director, and they, you know, so so this fear that the actors are going to say something in publicly that will humiliate the director is very paralyzing in a very negative and dangerous way, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so I think. You know, if you have this conversation and you say, I will hear anything you say, Mm 
I will not take it, per, you know, I will not be offended by any negative thing you have to say to me, but I ask you to say it privately and only. Yeah. Me. And, uh, and, and, and then you yeah. look them in the eye and say, can we agree to that? And then, and, and then you will, of course, you also say, and I will keep anything you say to me confidential, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. but, but you see how much freedom that gives everybody. Yeah. And, and then you can, uh, you, the, the, I don't know how you can just say, I'm not sure how you can have trust without, without, without that, without having a conversation that. like that. Because yeah. every, you know, people are always afraid that somebody's going to betray them, mm-hmm. that somebody's going to, you know, not, you know, do something hurtful. But the thing is, you know, sometimes actors lose their temper. I mean, you guys are both actors, right? Actors mm-hmm. are, you know, they're a little skittish. They're a little emotional, right? We're supposed yeah. to be emotional. I mean, I'm an actor. We're supposed to be emotional. Yeah. And uh, so the actors need to be allowed to have that room to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and without it, uh, uh, you know, as long as nobody's being abusive, of course. Right. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too. I um, a takeaway on this topic was that you had written like a tip for um, in an event like something that happens, the actor needs a moment with you that you create a, also privately and separately a signal with the DP when like maybe you just need a moment with the actor and like no one really needs to know that that moment needs to be had that you know like the DP's like oh we're gonna mess with the lights and you go off with the actor and have your private moment I thought that was so clever yeah I've never heard of that this is a very subversive idea which you would have to set up with your DP ahead of time and ask them if they uh, how they feel about it. I, I was told this idea from a DP who took one of my classes. He mm. said to me that the, whenever he's working with a first-time director, that he always would do that. That he would yeah. that he would go up to them ahead of time and say, look, you know, if you need a moment with the that actor. That is so lovely. I know. It, I just I just think that guy gets a gets a special place in heaven. Don't you think so? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as far as um but I think, you know, it's very important for a director to have a, a, a very close and intimate relationship with their, with their DP. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, that leads me to something. You, you had mentioned you wanted me to talk particularly about people who are, you know, acting and writing and directing in the same thing. Yeah, 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 we'd love to hear more about that, <laughs> so that because a lot of times it's, yeah, that is me, guys, I was just doing a little ballet movement or, or attempt of one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. And like, oh my gosh, Judith, I just like my, like, you know, being heavy right now, revising your script constantly, I'm heavily like engrossed in the story. And then when I'm reading your book, I'm like, oh my God, am I going to over like complicate <coughs> the directing? Because it's so not overcomplicate. That's not the wrong word. I like just, I have so much of the backlog on my own, but, and I, and I work intimately with Tessa, who's going to be co-starring in it that I just, you know, I, I still love like this idea of still having room for us to explore in rehearsal, you know, and well, have not you directed, set and how yeah. uh, things that you are not in. And, oh yeah. The, the first short. Um, yeah. And aside from that, um, yeah, that I've been also like in it, and I know it's difficult to sometimes run to the camera, and and so I I envision a very heavy like rehearsal prep period with us to like well, explore those moments. Well, 
Is this a feature or a short? It's a feature. I would do more shorts for, yeah. I really, I really would, would do more shorts where you're the director and not acting in it. Mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I mean, I mean, without spending any money, you know, not something mm-hmm. that you're going to do festivals yeah. or anything, but just practicing. Uh, I, 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 I saw a list of, of things, who was it, was Sam Raimi or somebody of, of what to do, uh, you know, it was, it was on a screenwriting um, Instagram account, but but uh, he, had, he had this wonderful list, but uh, one of them was make a movie every week. Mm. And, uh, you know, work with actors, uh, shoot it, edit it, see what people respond to. And uh-huh. um, so I, I really, really feel very strongly. You have to practice. So you should, you, okay. more, more shorts that you are not in and then yeah. start making some shorts uh, that you are in, and and um, so you have practice. So you have that's what will build up your confidence more than anything. And so true. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is get help. Get help. Now there are a couple of um, uh, well, some of the great. There are some really great movies that were written directed and started by the same person. One of them mm-hmm. is uh, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And another one is a movie called Wanda by um, Barbara Loden in the 1970s, early 1970s. And um, so I don't know, uh, I don't know about that much about how those were made, but I do know more mm-hmm. about two recent ones. One by um, oh, Radimus Prime. That, that's her. No, that's her. That's her DJ name. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called the uh, the forty year old version. Mm. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. No. Oh gosh, it's such a good movie. Okay. Wait a second. Um, I pulled it up. It's on Netflix. It's not Virgin. Virgin. Right, forty year yes. old version. Hmm. It's on Netflix. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Rada Blanc. Blanc. That's her. Okay. Regular name. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And her DJ okay. name is Radimus Prime. But anyway, <laughs> Rada Blanc. She wrote it, and she stars in it, and she directed it, and it's really, really good. So, um, uh, I would read anything you can about her. That now. Oh. She worked on it for a long time. There's mm-hmm. another one, um, another movie by uh, Stephanie Turner, um, and it's called Justine. Okay. Um, now Stephanie was a student of mine, so mm-hmm. I, I went and uh, you know we had lunch together after after she finished. Yeah. Uh, after she'd done Justine and after I'd seen it, it was really mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay. And. Um, uh, she, the, the thing she talked about the most, she said she spent a year with her DP. She found a DP mm-hmm. who was willing to spend that kind of time with her. Yeah. And they went through every scene over and over again and, and, and figuring out 
the uh, you know the blocking uh, of, 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 and the camera angles of every scene until it was such a part of her that she didn't have to stop and think about it. Mm, and, yeah. um, I love that. So yeah. And then the other thing she did was to have a friend of hers on set to 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 watch her performance. Mm-hmm. Now, if, yeah. if Tessa is already also in it, I don't know if that. No, you yeah, would have to obviously, yeah. You know, have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, you know, it's like a, it's like a co-director, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I, I that's what I, I think I want for I, sure. I think you need, you need a, co- you need a sort of silent co-director, and you need a really good double. Hmm. You know, so that. Uh, oh, I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, you need a really <laughs> yeah. good stand-in. Um, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to look at Justine. It's also on Netflix. Just also, if anyone's listening and they're like, ooh, I'm interested. Yeah, both of those films are on Netflix to to watch. So I'm it. But that's, no, that's definitely, definitely helpful. Yeah, stand-in is something we have not even thought about, actually. We, yeah. we plan on having like a, I don't know, associate director or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, stand-in is a fantastic idea because then that does allow you the freedom to go, you know, do the director things at the monitor and see what it looks like and all that and then come back right. and, you know, really well, get to I, see I did what that once for like. a, a play that I was, I was mm-hmm. playing the lead in a play and I was also co-directing it. And uh, so I had the, a co-director but I also, I also wanted to see myself. Yeah, yeah. What it was going to yeah. look like. So, so I had uh, actually a, a, we we shared the role. She she took a, a um, like almost half of the performances, and um, and so I would come to her rehearsals, and we both the the uh, other character, the leading man, uh, was the same for both of us, which really helped but anyway um and uh, and then I could yeah. watch you, you know I could watch her and and it turned out things that I thought were working when I was rehearsing the role when I saw them when I saw her doing them they didn't work at all so so I uh you know you it really is good to have a good you know a, a, a really good uh stand-in yeah a, a, who's a real a real actor and, uh, <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that you can, so that you can, you know, you you just need a lot of help and you need a lot of practice and you need to sort of practice both of them, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and become, and, and turn, make yourself a director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's 1000% here and agree. And it's, it's really, I think it's a big, it's a big undertaking. So you want to be prepared with, to take all those elements into consideration yeah 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 no that's that's helpful Judith and again like reading your book just was like I didn't go to film directing school so this was like so so helpful to take me through like the different tools and um I'm just and to break down the process too you know from analyzing the script and what you what all goes into that to then when you are in rehearsal with the actors and what goes into that to then when you're on set and you know just really like breaking each of those each of those into chunks and then each of the chunks into little bits and you know really (laughs) dissecting all of it because it's easy to forget 
certain things, you know, and yeah. some people don't think that rehearsal is that important, which I think me and Carolina both disagree with, though we think it's very important. Um, but, you know, and this explains why. If there isn't any rehearsal, you mm-hmm. can you can be okay. You can just go up to um, each actor before the scene starts and whisper to them, do you know what you want? Mm-hmm. If everybody says yes, shoot the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love okay? that. The thing to wow. not do if there's no time for rehearsal is to try to is to spew out and, and try to stuff into them all your ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See what they brought. See what they brought. Make sure they make sure they want something from the other actors and then see what they've brought. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and block it well, do a good job of blocking. And, and what, I want to say one other thing about, about mm-hmm. this thing about making, you, you know, uh, being the writer, actor, director, the thing that you want to do with the, uh, I, I want to say this the right way, but, but the thing you want to do with the movie has to be bigger than yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like, like do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it's meaningful. You know, right. it, it's uh, it, it's it, it had a purpose in the world, and 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 that and you'll see that with Justine as well, and um, mm-hmm. and and also the forty-year-old ver- uh, version. I don't know, version. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. But um, but uh, and that has to be your touchstone. Not am I doing this right? You know, because that's what will be a distraction. If you're worried about, am I am I doing a good job of acting at the same right. time as I'm doing a good job of directing? That will just be a distraction. Whereas, yeah, if, right. you're, whereas if you're connected to what the story is about, that it's about mm-hmm. friendship or it's about loss or redemption or whatever it is, that uh, that's the thing that's where your that's where your focus and your concentration has to be absolutely yes i love that and, and that just it's going to make a better film you know like mm-hmm. yes the 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 purpose is beyond just let's make a good movie yeah. but even just on that level too like yes. it's going to make your performance as an actor as a director all of those things better anyway you know so yeah yeah i'm very passionate about our film's message (laughs) and and it's it's I'm very attached to it and we are we I I love that and I love your idea of like doing little index cards of like Mm -hmm. that could be such a subtle way of reminding you know myself each take like this is what matters the most are we achieving this Mm -hmm. you know I love that so thank you for saying that because I can yeah as a as a new filmmaker you can't help but like worry about that it's natural like I think like I don't think there's anything wrong (laughs) about feeling that way it's gonna happen yeah but don't allow it to be a distraction Mm -hmm. that's that's so great thank you for saying that that is really great (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's it just brings back to what really matters the most Mm -hmm. again Yeah. Are we serving the story? That's like my thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, you can get the book on Amazon. Um, And Judith, as far as is there any other places they can find the book? Uh, It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on Barnes and Noble. And it's uh, on my publisher's uh, website, mwp.com. Perfect. Um, Shout out to Michael Weiss Productions. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it used to be my, you know, I don't know if 
you can always check with your independent bookstore and ask them to get it. You can always, you can always try that. Yeah. Fantastic. And then do you have a personal website as well or yes, anything? Social yes. media? Um, Judithweston.com. And, Perfect. and that has links. That has a lot of stuff on it, but it, okay. uh, it also has links to my social media and, um, and I, I post little things on there, you know, tips and. Ah, oh, lovely. Sometimes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to be following you now because <laughs> I oh, want good. those tips. Okay. Oh, <laughs> And oh yeah. Yeah, and thank you so much, Judith. This was awesome. I'm I'm really glad we got to talk to you and also to read your book. You know, it wasn't just, oh, this person wrote this book that seems like it's really fantastic, but we actually got to read it and, and break it down with you. So that was no, really thank you. a great experience. Yeah. 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 Yes, a pivotal moment in my educational <laughs> career. <laughs> like this is my film school. So Judith, you are a legend. Thank you. Like literally any, I like, I started just hearing more about you before in the coming months and you have been in my like back of my brain. I'm like, I got to get to this book. I got to And then this wonderful opportunity happens. So oh, again, thank you so much. Very good. Yes. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 